Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. As many of you know, Narrator is the screen reader that is built into Windows. It was available a long time ago in Windows, and, you know, it was sort of functional as a screen reader, but it didn't have a lot of capabilities. Well, a lot of work has been done on Narrator by Microsoft over the past few years, and maybe it's worth a second look if you haven't been using Narrator. We'll speak with Jeff Bishop, a program manager in the accessibility team at Microsoft, about some of Narrator's features, what's changed over the years, and some thoughts on what's coming next. But first, for our tip of the week, this week's tip comes from Jeff Bishop. My tip today is Narrator Home. One of the things that we strive for on our team is really to try to make a screen reader that is easy to learn and use. And we developed a feature in Narrator called Narrator Home. When Narrator starts up for the first time, and actually each time that Narrator starts, unless you turn this off, you'll see what we call Narrator Home. It brings up a list of resources that you can find very quickly and easily to be able to get you the information that you need to be able to use Narrator. This includes a tutorial that we call Narrator Quick Start, the Narrator User Guide, our documentation, a what's new button so that you can find out what's new in the current Narrator release, and much more. In addition, you can put the Narrator home into the system tray so it's not there in the alt tab order. So that's really great. That means if you're new to Narrator, you can use Narrator to learn how to use Narrator. That's right. That's right. The quick start is wonderful. It's a really quick tutorial. It's about 13 screens. It guides you through the basic understanding of what Narrator is, some of the keyboard commands that you'll use both in applications and on the web. And in fact, we give you a little playground space where you can practice and really you know, try to use the techniques that we've taught you in the quick start so that you can be more efficient when you leave the quick start tutorial. It's really a wonderful thing. People have really loved it. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Jeff and learning about the team that is responsible for delivering Narrator. My name is Jeff Bishop. I work here at Microsoft as a program manager on the Windows accessibility team, where we work on developing features and talk with customers about things that they want in our built-in screen reader narrator. So are you responsible for narrator or the entire accessibility package for other disabilities as well? That's a great question. So our team has a group of program managers and developers, and we work all across the ease of access area of products in Windows itself. So this includes magnifier and a lot more. So sticky keys and you know all of those things. So the, the part that I'm responsible for, though, is on the narrator side. So most of our listeners and most of your customers have visual impairments. Do you? I do. I am totally blind. Been blind since birth. And I've always thought 
that's a great thing when you're developing these accessibility products to have some of the people representing that population on the team. And that way they can give much better feedback on the development process. Yeah, you know, we have a, a really interesting group of people, both on the PM side or the program management side, as well as the developer side. So we have people who are low vision. We have people with decades of industry experience that are on the team. And we even have blind and low vision developers on our team as well. So we really try to make sure that we're representing all aspects of the work that we do here at Microsoft. And it's really all about inclusive hiring and just about being inclusive and truly having a culture of accessibility here at Microsoft. And, you know, I worked at Microsoft in the 90s, and I can say that from the 90s to now, the, the difference in the commitment of accessibility from the program manager level all the way up to, you know, really high within the company, even with Satya Nadella, that accessibility is truly real. And it's felt in almost every meeting and everything that we do every day here at Microsoft. It's truly a joy to be here. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is Narrator, the built-in screen reader in Windows. We will cover its features, its history, and some thoughts about what's coming next. Let's start by just telling people who may not be so familiar with Narrator about what it is. Yeah, Narrator is our built-in screen reader for Windows. And in fact, you can even run Narrator on Xbox as well. So it's cross-platform, cross-products, and it allows you to be able to quickly get a machine going and get Narrator working right out of the box. In fact, our what we call Ubi, our out-of-box experience, is fully accessible as well. So you can buy a new computer, say at Best Buy or wherever you wish, and you can actually get going with a fully accessible out-of-box experience, get Narrator running, and just go to town on your machine. So it's a really great thing. And for people who might not know this, Xbox is your gaming system. That's right. Yep. Yep. So the controller is fully accessible and uh, we have speech on Xbox and yeah, it's really good. Narrator has been evolving over the years. How long has it been around? Narrator has been around for a very long time. and, And we know that many years ago, Narrator was a very, very basic, you know, just tracked focus and didn't really have a lot of flexibility at that time. And and it's been over the last four plus years that we've really been working really hard here at Microsoft on improving Narrator and bringing features that we know customers need, want, and love. And so it's, it's really been wonderful. I joined the team in July of 2017 And one of the first features that I started to work on was revamping Narrator's keyboard design. So this is what hotkeys are used to perform what navigation and other functions. Absolutely, right. So we call this the standard keyboard layout. We developed it to be more ergonomic, mnemonic, and really easier to learn and use and more familiar to people who use screen readers. 
And we did that by taking a look at what the market had today, plus you know what made us unique. And we really think that we've come up with you know something pretty special for narrator users. What are some examples of these special things you've done? Here's a couple of things that we've done with the keyboard layout. One of the things that we heard from users was we understand that you could use the caps lock key as your modifier key. We now call that the narrator key. We also now allow you to use the insert key. So this allows you to have full use of the numeric keypad and you can get to all objects on screen. And I guess that caps lock key option is particularly useful for laptop computers when the insert isn't so easy to find. Absolutely. And both are enabled by default in the standard keyboard layout. So you can either use the caps lock key or the insert key as your narrator key. And this allows us to be able to have people who may have a problem doing some of the commands where the caps lock key was used. Now you have an alternative and really you can do things one handed now too with uh, the ability to do everything from the numeric keypad. So one thing I find particularly useful when learning some new program, particularly some of the screen readers, are the options where they have a keyboard help. So you can get into a mode where you can press keys without actually performing the action. How would people get into that kind of help in Narrator? Right. We have the same thing in Narrator. It's called input learning. So you press the narrator key, again, that's caps lock or insert, plus one. And that will turn on input learning. And then you can press any keys on the keyboard and they will tell you what their functions do. You can get out of that by pressing narrator key one again and it will get you out of input learning. That's very helpful. Mm -hmm. So one other thing you did mention pretty quickly was about your out-of-box experience. And I think this is pretty new for Narrator, that someone can now set up their computer from scratch and even install Windows. It wasn't possible to install Windows using a screen reader previously. Yeah, you know, I do this pretty frequently here at Microsoft. And so, you know, the out-of-box experiences use Cortana initially, but you can get Narrator up and going very quickly as part of that experience. So you can use a combination of Cortana and Narrator or just Narrator for the out-of-box experience to be able to get you up and running. And you can even you know, partition your hard drive and format hard drives and all of that. So it's great. You can really do anything at that level. We even support safe mode. That is very nice for a visually impaired user to be able to perform those functions which were accessible to them in the past. Right. So let's talk about some of the new keyboard navigation and hotkeys in Narrator that make it a lot more usable than it used to be that people might be interested in. Absolutely. So for applications and on the web, we have a feature called scan mode. And this allows you to be able to use the web or applications using basically your arrow keys as well as some quick navigation hotkeys. So you can, you know, in settings, for example, you can jump by headings or landmarks and there's a lot more hotkeys that you can use in scan mode as well. But the basic concept here is allow a user to be able to use an application or use the web using a very simple interface. And we call that scan mode. It allows the user to not have to know a lot of commands to be able to use an application. And I understand there are still lots more new features in Narrator these days. Maybe you can tell us about some of those. 
we brought a lot of things that we think users definitely wanted in their screen meter. For example, narrator find. This is a feature where you can press narrator control F and it brings up a text box. You can type in a string. It will jump you to that location in an application or on the web. We uh, frequently talk about this in reference to our narrator settings, which by the way, you can get into using control plus windows plus N. And you know, there's lots of settings in narrator. And so what we frequently will tell customers is, you know, you could use narrator find and jump to the specific area that you are interested in. For example, braille, you can type in braille and it will take you directly to that section in settings where you can enable braille and get your braille display up and going with narrator. That can certainly save a lot of time. I mean, I'm always envious of sighted users being able to scan the screen and documents quickly, but to have that ability when you're using a screen reader that only reads a word at a time is really important. Absolutely. We have a feature where we can pull up lists of links, headings, and landmarks. These are with narrator F7, F6, and F5, respectively. And you can do that not only on the web, but even in an application that may have these characteristics as well. The neat thing also is that you can actually type and filter your results so that you can narrow down the actual selection that you want to jump to. Oh, so you don't have to arrow down through the whole large list. No, absolutely not. So, you know, for example, we were doing a little bit of work in Wikipedia the other day, and we brought up a list of links, and there were literally 3,300 links in, in that article. And we thought, wow, that's a little much to be able to find something. So, you know, this is where that, that specific feature comes into play, where you can quickly type something and, you know, narrow your results very quickly and efficiently to be able to get to what you want. Now, you alluded to getting into the narrator settings. That makes it sound like there's some degree of customization that can be done in terms of how the user interacts with narrator. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah, there, there's quite a bit there. In fact, we probably could do a, an entire show just on some of the configurability of Narrator, but you can control the amount of information you hear on text and controls. You can control the amount of information spoken about capitalization, you know, how, how words are capitalized. You can get Braille up and going. You can synchronize your settings so that the settings that you have at the desktop are seen at at what we call lock or at the login screen. That's one of the things that we added in Narrator in the last few releases was the ability to have Braille at the lock screen. It's nice to have a blind person be able to log into their own computer. Yes, well, this is really important actually, Pete, for deaf blind users because you know they're not using speech. They're strictly using Braille. Oh, interesting, yes. So we wanted to make sure that they have the ability to be able to log into their machine as well. Well, that's also nice that you support Braille. What range of Braille displays are supported? Wow, there's a very wide range. I think we support upwards of 35 or more manufacturers. We use Braille uh, TTY and LiveLouis for our Braille support. And pretty much every manufacturer you can probably think of is, is really supported, in, including the Orbit. And I know you're a big proponent of Braille literacy for blind individuals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially in a professional environment, formatting, word spelling is really important. And speech doesn't always catch all that. No, that's very, very true. 
So what other features can you tell us about of which people may not be aware? Well, let's talk about what's coming in the future for Narrator. We really truly strive on feedback from customers. And one of the ways that people can get involved is through our Windows Insider program. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are, that are coming here. We have a new Narrator sound scheme. One of the things that we heard from customers is that you know efficiency is king and that we really want to be able to be more efficient and productive in the way that we work. So one of the things that we did was we brought a new sound scheme to Narrator to let you know, for example, when you're encountering a link or when scan mode is being toggled on and off. Yeah, it's very nice to be able to get some audible feedback that isn't really interrupting the speech with other speech. Yes, absolutely. We brought some new smart web features. You know, one of the features that we've had for a long time is our image description feature where you can be on the web or in an application and in scan mode, put focus on an image. You can press narrator control and the letter D for description. And it will go out and look at that image and bring back a description of what that image is. It's something that people have really liked. How nice, yes. Yeah, that, that's been around for a while. That compensates for all the other people who were too lazy to put in any alt text. That's right. And it's interesting how, how intelligent it really is. It, it actually determines, you know, people and there's a famous person. Um, it will definitely tell you who that is. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see how flexible that tool really is. I, I'm always amazed when I use it. Do you not worry about privacy concerns with it identifying faces? Wow, that's, that's great for you bringing that up. Um, we do use our uh, Cognitive Services API for that specific feature. And there is a setting in Narrator settings where you can disable that feature as well as some of these other smart web features that we'll talk about here now. So there is a way to disable that because we want to make sure people can disable these features if they feel like there is a privacy concern. So what are some of these other smart web features? Right. We wanted to make the web easier for people to use, and we wanted to bring some intelligent features to Narrator as well. So one of the first things that we did was we made Narrator automatically start reading the web page when the web page loads. This was something that customers have really wanted. So when the page finishes loading, Narrator will start reading the page from the top. We have a Narrator summary command now. This is coming in our next Windows release, or you can find it in the Insider builds now. So you can press Narrator S as in summary, and you can find out how many headings, links, and landmarks are on the page. So this sort of gives the blind user a quick overview of what to expect when they're looking over the page in more detail. That's right. Absolutely. So they know, oh, wait, there's no headings here. Or, wow, there's a lot of links here. I'm going to have to really think how I try to deal with this page. You know, it's really busy. Which brings me to our next feature, which is called popular links. You know, you think about going to websites like Amazon. Do you find Amazon really busy, Pete? A lot of junk. <laughs> yep. A lot of stuff there, right? Yes. So one of the features that we added is this new popular links feature. So you can press narrator S twice quickly, and it brings up a dialogue where you can review the information that was part of narrator summary. But then 
you get a list of popular links that people visit on this specific page. Things like signing into Amazon or going to Amazon Prime or, you know, books. And there's a lot more that, that might be pull up there. Yeah, that can be very helpful because a sighted person easily recognizes those. But when you're using a screen reader, you arrow down through these one at a time and, you know, lunchtime is coming after a while. Absolutely right. That's absolutely true. Nice. Yeah. So this is something that, that we use Bing for, and they know a lot about the sites that are on the internet. And so they help us pull out these specific popular links and we expose them to you. Is there anything we missed? Yeah, there's two more things I wanted to mention about the web. You know those dreaded click here links, Pete? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. These are so ambiguous because you have no idea where you're going, right? Yes. In other words, you know, if you, if you don't read in context around you, you have no clue where these things go. So we wanted to try to solve that too. So now as part of this feature with the image description feature, we tied it to the same key narrator control plus D, you now actually get the title of the page for that specific link if it's available to us. Oh, that's nice. I hate for security purposes clicking on links that I don't know where they're going to. Absolutely. And finally, we now support Google Chrome and Firefox. So these are browsers that we know people use, and we wanted to make sure that you can use them with narrator as well. And I assume you also support Microsoft's Edge browser. Yes, we do. Absolutely. So it sounds like this is really a work in progress and a lot of new features are being put in almost as we speak. You talked a little about this insider build system. Can you describe that a little bit and what it means? You bet. We have a, a program here at Microsoft where people can get involved and actually start using Windows versions that would be coming out, you know, potentially even six, nine months before the public actually sees them. So, and this is called the Windows Insider program. And you can actually very quickly, you know, get enrolled in that. It doesn't take too much time. You can find out more at insider.windows.com. We'll have a lot of resources to share out and they'll probably be in the show notes. So is this tantamount to being a beta tester? Pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you should think about it like that. You know, we, we would not encourage you to put an insider build on your primary machine, right? Uh, because again, this is truly beta testing, right? You're testing very new features and depending upon the ring you're in, they could be very new features. And of course, you know, with that comes, you know, a little bit of risk. Yes. So it's just something that you should think about when joining the insider program. But it's a great opportunity to provide feedback very early in the development cycle and get your feedback into the products that will eventually come out. Absolutely. So now we talked about the web and using the computer in general. How well will narrators support some of the common office products like Outlook, Word, et cetera? Right. We have great support in Office. And we've done quite a bit of work in our next Windows release for Windows Mail and Outlook. The automatic reading feature is something that you'll see come to Outlook, as well as scan mode coming on automatically when you're reading your messages. And a really great experience now is seen when you're moving through messages in your inbox or other folders. We really give you the information the way that you want to hear it 
so that you can be more efficient and fluid while you actually are reading your mail. So we're really excited about those features. So people should keep an eye out for those continual enhancements that Microsoft is adding to Narrator. Absolutely. We're, we're truly excited. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about Microsoft Narrator and how to contact the helpful people at the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk. So if people are interested in learning more about Narrator, what resources would you direct them to? Right. Well, we have quite a few here. First, I would direct you to Narrator Home. We talked about that. And again, that comes up right when Narrator starts. By the way, you can turn that off so it doesn't come up each time. Our Narrator user guide is found inside of Narrator Home, but you can find it on the web. We'll include the link in the show notes. You can find out more about Narrator by looking at some of the webinars that we've done all about accessibility at Microsoft. The Narrator team has done a couple of these as well as some of the other product teams here at Microsoft. So go there and you can find out a lot more about Narrator and we can dive really deep into some of the features that we've briefly mentioned here. Is there a way of turning Narrator Home back on again if it had accidentally been turned off and people want to reacquaint themselves with that introductory system? Yes, absolutely. So as part of Narrator settings, you can go into Narrator settings and there's a link directly to Narrator Home right there so you can bring it back. Again, that's with Control Windows N as in Narrator. And to start Narrator, it's Control Windows Enter that toggles Narrator on and off. And then there's the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk. Yes, the Disability Answer Desk, which is at 1-800-936-5900 or aka.ms slash dad. And that's a great resource. If you have not taken advantage of that, we really encourage you to do that. They'll really help you with you know, almost anything you can imagine on your desktop. And we encourage you to provide us feedback. You can do that through the feedback hub in Narrator Home. There's a feedback button. You can get to it that way, or you can press Narrator Alt F. That takes you directly into the feedback hub where you can, you know, type in information about the issue that you're experiencing. And you can then send that off to us. And we look at those feedback items daily here at Microsoft. Does Narrator have a social media presence for people who prefer to interact that way? Well, there is the MSFT Enable Twitter account, and we would encourage you to follow that. That's really the best way to, to be able to Microsoft from an accessibility perspective. And you can also really get feedback to us also through the Feedback Hub, as well as the Disability Answer Desk. And speaking of feedback, if someone was intrepid enough to sign up for the Insider Program, how would they do that? They can find out information on that at insider.windows.com. And... The whole process is outlined there. It's a very quick process. It takes about five minutes to set up and then a reboot. And then you'll be off and running to install the Insider build that you've selected. And then you can start testing and provide us feedback, which we would love to hear from you. Well, thank you very much. I hope more people will try out Narrator with all these new enhancements and features. It sounds like it's a very usable screen reader these days. Thank you so much. As Jeff pointed out, you can find lots of resources to learn more about Narrator in the show notes associated with this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net.
That's it for show number 2013. Next week on Eyes on Success, we will be continuing the conversation with Jeff Bishop, and we will hear his story of how he went from being a totally blind kid in Arizona to being a program manager on Microsoft's accessibility team. And his career went through all sorts of interesting steps along the way. Hope to catch you all next week again. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy, and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.